Welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life. Through interviews with various experts on relationships, investing, self-work, entrepreneurship, and more, this podcast is committed to spreading knowledge to all women. Rise Up For You, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rise Up For You. This is Netta. So glad you can join us again today. We have an awesome interview with Tony Gentlecore, who's one of the co-founders of Cressy Sports Performance. Today, Tony's going to talk with us about getting fit and the importance of strength training for women. Tony trains a number of clients in Boston, including top-level athletes. He is constantly contributing to the top fitness magazines and websites, such as Men's Health, Women's Health, Bodybuilding.com, Muscle and Fitness, and Men's Fitness. Today, Tony is going to crush our fears of strength training as women and tell us the truth about lifting those weights and what it can really do for our body. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Hi, Tony. Thanks for joining us today. Really excited to have you. I am happy to be on. I thank you for inviting me. Thank you very much. I'd love to jump straight into the interview. So if you can tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what you do professionally. Oh, wow. It's, uh, I'm going to try to give the uh, two-minute elevator version of <laughs> okay. it. Um, I'm originally from middle of nowhere, central New York, uh, in the Finger Lakes region. So um, I grew up in a very tiny town uh, called Groton, New York, which is near Ithaca and Cortland. Um, grew up playing all sorts of sports, baseball, basketball, swimming, biking, um, kickball. I played everything. Um, I was fortunate enough to um, have the ability to play collegiate baseball, and I was this close to playing professional baseball, but I didn't quite cut it. Um, but fitness had always been a part of my life. I think my my parents, I mean Santa, brought me my first weightlifting set when I was 13, maybe 12. But, um, you know, I got interested in it when I was pretty young and um, like a lot of guys my age started lifting weights with uh, those little plastic covered cement plates <laughs> and uh, in my cellar started lifting weights there. And um, it's weird because I'm the only one in my immediate family that has uh, a desire of fitness and health. Not to say that my family is unhealthy, but I'm like, <laughs> the, only, I'm like the only one that like gravitated towards you know, going for runs and lifting weights and playing lots of sports. And, you know, I'm, it's like I'm an anomaly of, of my family, which I don't know where I got it from, but it's just something that I was drawn to. You know, of course, watching a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies when I was young, like Conan the Barbarian and Predator, that, that stuff helped and WWF and all that. Um, but anyways, I went to school, played baseball. Um, I studied to be a health teacher um, did my student teaching for in, um, uh, for seventh and eighth graders and at the high school level. Um, I had to teach sex ed to a bunch of seventh graders as a student teacher, <laughs> which which that that was quite the experience. I'm sure. And, um, yeah, that was. Whew, that, that I mean, it was fun. It was a good learning experience, but not easy. Uh, I was kind of like thrown under under the fire there. But um, I also, as part of my concentration. Uh, health wellness promotion had to do an internship the summer after my senior year and it just so happened I found one at a, uh, a corporate fitness center that was just outside of Syracuse New York and I did that for the entire summer 
And then it came down to the decision time where it was either I could take a maybe job as a teacher and have to wear a suit and tie every day, or I could take a definite job as a personal trainer. So I, I took the, the obvious choice and became a personal trainer. Um, and I worked in corporate fitness for three to five years in, the, in that area. I say three to five years because I, I had my, my corporate fitness job for three years, but then inter- intermittently I was also working as a personal trainer in various commercial gyms. Okay. Um, so then I, uh, I became uh, internet buddies with a, a man named Eric Cressy. Um, and he and he was out in Connecticut, got a, had a job at a, a gym out there, and he's like, hey, you know, they're, they're looking for a new trainer out here. And I was, you know, this might come as a surprise, but Central New York isn't really a beacon of uh, financial freedom. Yeah. <laughs> so especially yeah. as a personal trainer. So um, I moved out to Connecticut with my buddy Eric, and we worked at a gym together for about a year. And then we, we both moved to Boston and kind of did our separate things. He worked at a, another gym. I worked at another gym. And a year after that, in the summer of 2007, um, along with another friend of ours, Pete Dupuy, we opened up Crusty Sports Performance. And, um, you know, and that, that's grown to a, where we train professional baseball players. You, you name an affiliated team, we've worked with them. So we have professional from major league level all the way down to minor league level to collegiate high school. And um, you name a sport, we, we work with them, and, you know, we tend to get a lot of general fitness people, more ser- people who are a little bit more serious about their fitness, who might read my stuff, and might read Eric's stuff, or anyone else on the staff, and, you know, we get them strong, and we get them to move well, we get them out of pain, and, um, you know, a lot of that, too, entails training, working with a lot of women as well, so um, it's cool, because my, on a day-to-day basis, my job um, is, is pretty unique in that no one, no two days are the same. And, um, yeah, as of like three weeks ago, I'm no longer coaching there and kind of doing my own thing in Boston now in, in a small studio space. So, um, I've been very fortunate to, to have built a, a pretty good brand in myself, but have a, a good network of other fitness professionals around me. And, uh, you know, think, things are good. I have no complaints. Yeah, that's great. And I mean, you've contributed to the top health magazines, you know, national, I mean, women's health, men's health, muscle and fitness. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that, and that was something that, you know, if you would have told my English teacher when I was in 11th grade that I was <laughs> going to be a, a, uh, a, a published author, she probably would have laughed at you. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just something that it got to the point when I was in maybe four or five years into my career, I started saying, you know, I have a lot to say and, you know, I feel like I, I could, I could, you know, kind of say it in, in word form, whether it's blogging and, and that kind of trans, transformed into, you know, getting contacts with men's health and women's health and um, internet, internet fitness websites. And, you know, it's been, it's been great. Like it's been a great way to get my name out there. And, um, you know, not many people can say they write for so many well-known uh, health and fitness magazines. So it's definitely been an honor of my end to do that. So um, I never would have guessed that I would have been writing as part of my as part of my profession back in the day. But I've I've I'm pulling it off in some in some way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so so I have some questions for you, and I'm going to take sure. it from the woman approach, just because I'm a woman and I struggle with yeah, this yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's the number one thing that you see us as females doing wrong when they're working out at the gym? Um, you know, I am a big firm believer that you know I work with a lot of women in the past, and I work with a lot of women currently. And one of the biggest thing I can say is a lot of them hold back in the sense that there's a lot of 
toxic feedback from the mainstream media and a lot of negative connotations that the, ne- the mainstream media showcases to women that it's all about shrinking and tiny and sexy and firm and toned and you know not that, that those are bad words but strength is kind of like synonymous with big and bulky and I try to get them in the mindset that that is absolutely not the case that strength is empowerment it's going to encourage you to do it's going to give you confidence and you know getting stronger isn't about turning into he-man overnight you know it's getting stronger can be anything from learning to do a proper push-up to be able to finally do an unassisted chin-up or it could be learning to deadlift and squat correctly um you know and i try to empower the women that i work with to kind of latch on to more performance-based goals and not be too caught up in what the scale is telling them because a lot of times if if I can get them to latch onto a goal, like say they want to do an unassisted chin-up, like their first body weight unassisted clean chin-up, I always tell them that the amount of work and effort that's going to take you to get to that point, a lot of the aesthetic goals that you're going to have, whether it's losing 10 pounds, whether it's you know getting a firmer butt or getting a, a, a more toned backside, a lot of those are just going to happen as a result of that, that work. So, um, you know, I don't treat women any differently than the men I train. Like, I I look at the human body as a human body. And, of course, I need to take in consideration one's personal injury history, their current ability level, what their goals are. So no one is the same. But, um, you know, I find that I don't don't treat the girls any different than the guys. And I think for the most part they tend to appreciate that because I'm not saying, like, oh, you're this – you're this delicate flower. We're going to go do girl push-ups or we're going to do light weights. And like, no, we're going to go lift weights and you're going to learn to squat. You're going to learn to deadlift. You're going to learn to do them correctly. And, and hopefully good things are going to happen. So let's talk a little bit about the strength training portion because I know that there's a ton of females out there that have that stigma that strength training, like you said, makes you bulky and it makes you big. And I'm totally guilty of this. Like I just shifted my mentality a few months ago to really start um, lifting weights. And that's because I wasn't seeing progress in my body physically. And like I'm great at cardio, I could do all this, you know, cardio stuff and circuit training and whatnot. But as far when it came to lifting, or anything that had to do with the weight, I was like, I don't want to do that because I don't, I don't want to be a WWF wrestling right, looking right. type yeah. of person. <laughs> sure, sure. No, it's very common. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. So let's, so as far as the strength training, like I said, I've shifted my mentality. I know now that it's extremely important and that's not necessarily going to make you look like a man. So can you give us a little bit more like feedback on that, why it's important and yeah. how we can do it the proper way? Well, why I feel it's important is because strength training is what the what gives the body form and curves and contour. So when I, I I've worked with a lot of women in the past where they it's been synonymous with cardio, 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 and that's that's definitely part of the equation. Like I'm not anti cardio, or I would never tell someone not to do that because it is important because cardiovascular health, of course. I mean, there's research to back that up up to yin yang. Like this, it's absolutely important. But the thing about that is it burns calories, which is, yes, that's part of the equation too, but that's really all it does. You know, so when I get, when I, when I work with women who are the best, all they do, they might lose weight doing cardio, but they don't change the shape of their body. They're just a smaller, weaker version of what they originally were. Like they, they, they don't have the firmness or the strength or the contour and the shape that they're looking for. So if I can augment that with strength training, 
Um, and that doesn't mean that, you know, we have to put a heavy barbell on your back and do heavy squats and heavy deadlifts. Like, you know, you got to factor in someone's ability and where their starting level is. So, and that could be kettlebells, it could be dumbbells, and and it could be barbells as well. So, the strength training um, is what, like I said, is what helps give the body shape and contour, not to mention bone health. You know, it it helps build mass in the sense that you're going to have muscle that's going to be metabolically active tissue. It's going to help you burn calories at rest. Um, And not to mention, I mean, getting strong as far as any performance goals, whether you know, you're playing recreational sports or more competitive sports, you know, even with running, like I, you know, being in Boston with the, with the marathon here, I I work with a lot of endurance athletes and getting them to grasp onto the concept that strength training is going to help their running economy and it's going to help them improve their times because they're generating more force, you know, and they're able to propel themselves faster for, or forward faster. Um, that's going to help. It's going to help offset injuries, and hopefully prevent injuries from happening in the first place. So um, there's there's a bevy of benefits to, to strength training, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. But those are generally the the big rock points that I like to hit with a lot of the women that I work with. So what would it take for us, because I think that this approaching it and, and from this direction would help any women, what would it take for us to be big and bulky with strength training? Um, a lot of that is going to, you got to factor in one's nutrition and their, their overall diet. So a lot of times when women's, and that's not to say that like body types don't come to the equation. Like there's certainly some women out there that are shaped a certain way where, yeah, they do, they do strength training and they do add on bulk and they, and they add it on quickly, but those are few and far between. Like that does not happen a lot. Um, so a lot of it's going to come down to, their nutrition. So the big and bulky is the fact that they, they are carrying a lot of fat and they need to lose the fat to, to showcase the muscle. So if we can get rid of that, that fat bulk, um, by, by, by honing in on their nutrition and their, and their caloric intake, you know, that's going to be part of the equation. So, you know, I always recommend that, um, they, women that they, they go work with a nutritionist to kind of figure out what's going to be the best fit for them. Cause I mean, everyone's different in that regard too. Um, and two, just learning how to do correct technique with certain movements. So, um, you know, certainly if, if we're doing squats and, 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 and I'm working with somebody who put on a lot of mass on their quadriceps in the past, it just could be like they were squatting incorrectly and not using their hips. And so there's ways that I can make the, the squat more hip dominant where it is going to target more of the glutes and the hamstrings. And, you know, I've, I've never come across a woman who didn't like a firmer butt. So if I, right. that, that's always been a win and, and, and to me is like, I, sometimes I just got to change the way that they squat and, how, and maybe change their technique. And that, that's going to come in the equation too. Okay. So really strength training, again, just to ease the minds of any women out there, it really can just tone you and give you definition. And I'm under the impression that in order to get really big and bulky, I mean, you have to be eating a ton, tons of yes. protein shakes, yes. lifting yes. like hours and a day. Too. Like, I mean, a lot, a lot of times, like anytime I, and it's an analogy I've used in the past. So I, 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 sometimes when I get new women that come in, look, well, I don't want to get big and bulky and look like that woman on the cover of this magazine. I have to remind them that that woman on that magazine has been lifting weights for 20 years. Right. And it's not like she got from A to Z in a matter of 20, in two weeks. Right, like right. Like she's worked years to look that way. And she peaked that way and she died to look that way. And I was like, and, and usually I'm like, 
it's almost an insult to the people who lift weights and don't look that way. Because that's like me saying, well, I don't want to, I don't want to sprint today because I don't want to win the gold medal in the Olympics tomorrow. Right. So, <laughs> or so when a woman's like, I don't want to look big and bulky by strength training, I'm like, let's be real here. Like you have to work your ass off to, to look like that. And most people aren't going to be that hardcore about it to the point where they're going to be on the cover of a magazine. Right. So, um, so they, they, you have to put things in perspective and, and try to keep it real sometimes and like have a little bit of a reality check too. Yeah, definitely. So what would you say is a good, I guess, a good weekly schedule? Like we should yeah. do strength training maybe four times a week, cardio, like how, what would you think? That, yeah, honestly, for, for the bulk of people who are beginners and maybe even intermediate level, I tell them like if you can get in the gym three days a week and do like a full body workout three days a week, um, you're, you're, you're going to be in, in good and you're consistent with it good things are going to happen. And then we can, we can supplement that with a, a day or two of like, you want to go in and do your cardio work or intervals and let them do that too. So if we're, we're saying anywhere from three to five days a week, three days being strength training, lifting weights, two of those days being more cardio based or interval based. Um, I think most people would be in, in very, in a very good place if they, if they started there. So for those of us that are trying to lose weight and tone, how, how do we do it? Do we do our cardio first and then lift? Um, I would do both. I mean, if I had to pick or choose which to do first in any given day, I would do your strength training first before you did your cardio. Because the cardio, really, the think of it this way, the, the purpose or the, the, the goal of doing our cardio is to elevate our heart rate. For the most part, right. so that I mean, I mean, there's other stuff that could come into play, but more or less, like it's to elevate our heart rate, and you're going to do that lifting weights. Like lifting weights is cardio too. I mean, technically speaking, anything that elevates your heart rate is cardio. Um, might not be aerobic, which is more of a sustained elevated heart rate, but pretty much anything that elevates your heart rate can be considered cardio. Um, so weight training can be cardio, but taking that out of the equation, I would do the weight training first because. You want to. Ha- you don't want to um, diminish your performance. So if you did like a half hour or forty minutes of cardio before you lift the weights, you're going to be pretty tuckered out before you get to. When, by the time you get to your weights, and your your performance is going to be diminished because of that. But if you did your weights first and then did your cardio, um, if your goal is just to get your your heart rate elevated, anyways, and it's not really going to matter, you're going to get it up. So it's not really going to like the weight training is not going to affect your cardio as much as the cardio will affect your weight training. If that makes any sense. Hopefully, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully that makes sense. No, no, I've experienced that where I've done a ton of cardio and then I, I can't even lift like a 10 pound weight. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and ideally too, like, I mean, certainly if, if someone's schedule is such where they have to do both in one day, that's the order I would do it. At. But I, but I'm a much more of a fan of separating them as much as possible and having them on their own, on their own days. So if I could do, you know, weight training on Monday, cardio on Tuesday, weight training Wednesday, cardio Thursday, I'd rather somebody do that, assuming that their schedule allows that. But if they, if they have to condense it and do it on the same day, I would definitely do their weight training, strength training first, and then follow that with, with whatever cardio they would like to do after that. Okay, I love that. That's great. So I have just a few more questions here that I always end with. So yeah. what's one thing that you have accomplished that you're proud of that maybe people don't typically know about? This is going to be with a little bit of degree of facetiousness, but I made it through uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey movie without throwing my face into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> my wife read the books 
And she's like, We're, you're going to go see... Because, I mean, I, the fact that I've, dra- I've dragged her to, like, Jason Bourne movies and zombie movies and kung fu movies... Right, you like, owed it back to her. <laughs> so I was like, all right. And, you know, it wasn't that bad. Like, you know, the soundtrack was amazing. Um, and uh, Dakota, Dakota Johnson did a really good job. I thought she was really good in it. But, you know, I made it through that movie without... without rolling my eyes too much but uh i actually um, have not seen it yet or read any um, of the books yes it, i mean i i wouldn't i wouldn't tell you to go see it like <laughs> okay. don't, don't like get on Netflix. i have to watch it okay um, but i think professionally speaking i think the fact that i've been able to build my brand via i mean i'm a, a kid from a small town new york and now I'm, I'm in the point where um you know thousands of people read my blog every day and like i'm in men's health and women's health and you know, and, and I, I'm pretty proud of that. And, you know, I, I felt like I've done it with a, with a, a lot with a grain of integrity um, and practicing what I preach. And, um, you know, so that's what I'm most proud of, to be, to be candid. Absolutely. So, absolutely. And what's one thing that you do in your life um, that helps you every day get a positive rise and be better? I eat a five-egg omelet every morning. I love it. Like that, that is such a good start to my day. I'm like, when I get up in the morning, I'm legitimately excited to eat breakfast. (laughs) Wow. A five egg omelet is just egg whites or do you put the yolk in there too? Oh, no way. Whole eggs. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that, I mean, that's a whole nother discussion because I mean, people are like, Oh, what about your cholesterol? And, um, my cholesterol levels are fine as a matter of fact, but um, but yeah, I, I, every morning I have, I have a big breakfast in the morning, which I feel is a, a good start to my day. I mean, there's some people that don't do well with a big breakfast and that's, that's, that's them. But, um, but also, but honestly too, like I do the bulk of my writing in the morning and, um, that is a way like I'm, I'm a self-described introvert and, uh, that, that is, that's like my home base. Like that to me is like, if I can get a good hour or two of writing in like that, that to me sets me in a good spot and, you know, I'm good to go for the rest of the day. Is there a particular time that you wake up every morning? Like, do you have a, a set morning time or do you just when my your body wife, wakes up or? My wife gets up pretty early. We, we both love sleeping. So we go to bed pretty early. Like even on the weekends, we're in bed by like nine o'clock. Oh we'll yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> we're a very exciting couple. We're a very exciting couple. Um, but yeah, well, she'll get up early because she goes to the gym at like 536 in the morning um, before she goes to work. Um, so I'm up with her at five thirty, six a.m. every morning, and um, by the time eight o'clock, nine o'clock rolls around, I've answered a lot of emails, written some programs. Yeah, absolutely. Blog for the day, or you know, I, I'm one of those people that really feels like the earlier you get up, the more the more productive you can be. Definitely. Um, and uh, but I also go to bed fairly early. Like I, I'm in bed by nine, nine thirty. I'm still getting eight, nine hours of sleep every night. So right. Um, you know that that's an important thing to consider too. Great. And any, it was, it's been an honor to have you on the show and I'm so glad we've been able to connect. Do you have any last message for our listeners? Um, I, I, I can't stress enough. I, I'm a, I'm a strength coach and a guy who advocates people get strong and, you know, and strong doesn't necessarily mean squatting, deadlifting and lifting two times body weight. Like there's so many different, um, iterations of strong. Like for me to say that, Yes, a guy that can power lift, that can deadlift 500 pounds is strong, but so is somebody who can do, you know, a crazy Cirque du Soleil act. Right. So, you know, what your definition of strong is completely up to you, but, you know, certainly, like, I, I'm a, a, a huge proponent of, of people 
like sending, lashing out of a performance goal, like trying to get stronger and improve to some capacity. Um, and if they do that and, and give themselves, basically it gives them some intent and purpose for their training. I think a lot of people go to the gym and they feel like just because they showed up that they won. And I, and, and I can't tell you how, like, Oh, totally. I'm right there with you. In the event that I do go to a commercial gym, like I'm a, I'm a coach. I can't help but observe. And I just watch people train and they just kind of haphazardly choose the exercises and they're just randomly doing stuff. And yeah, cool. You're there, but you're not doing anything. So I feel like if people have more of an intent and purpose as to why they're at the gym, like today, this is what I'm doing. Like I'm doing this today. Or if they have a goal to train for, whether it's, a powerlifting meet or a fitness competition or CrossFit or, you know, you want to lose X amount of pounds by Christmas, whatever the goal is, like just have some kind of intent and purpose to your training. And that it's going to make all the difference in the world. Yeah, definitely. I always feel bad when I go to the gym because there's always people that want to talk to me while I'm working out. And I'm <laughs> extremely like, I'm so, in my workout. So, so. I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm like, I'm, I came with the mission. <laughs> That's the worst when you get a chatty Kathy with you. Like, oh, no, 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 no. I was like, oh, I'm trying to live. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Again, it was a pleasure having you and really excited to uh, see what you're about to do in the future. And again, yes. thank you. This is great. Thank you very much. Well, that's all we have for today. I hope you enjoyed our episode with Tony Gentlecore. If you'd like to stay connected, you can check out Tony on www.tonygentlecore.com and you can also follow him on Twitter at TonyGentlecore1. If you liked our episode and there's a woman that you think would definitely benefit from learning about strength training, please share our episode with them. Don't forget to check out our website and follow us on social media. We're pretty much on everything out there right now, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope. And we're also offering coaching services in self-worth, confidence, stage presence, educational leadership, you name it, we have it. You can check it out on the website. If you like what we're doing with Rise Up For You, please support us by writing a review on iTunes. I know we talk about this every episode, but we really, 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 really want your feedback and it can definitely help the success of the show if you give us a little rating and write us a review. Thank you again for joining us. Don't forget, rise up for you. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow.